if you can believe it, we've already hit the period of time in MMA where there are now second-generation fighters, meaning there are sons and daughters whose parents fought as professionals, and like their fathers and mothers before them, they too now compete in mixed martial arts. Some of them have been incredibly successful as well. So today we're going to take a look at nine such next-gen athletes. While there are certainly more, we wanted this list to be full of the most notable, be that for who the parents are or how well their offspring is doing. Which is why, for instance, Ryan and Sean Shamrock, the sons of Ken Shamrock, will not be on our list, as they only competed but a handful of times in the early 2000s. These are fighters who are either just starting their journey and still very much in the hunt, or have already done some incredibly notable things as the offspring of former fighters. With that all said, I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and these are nine second-generation MMA fighters. Number 9. Conry Gracie being a Gracie in mixed martial arts is hard. The expectation is just enormous. The name carries arguably more weight than any other in the sport ever could. Now imagine being the son of Hoist Gracie. Not only are you a member of the family, you're the son of one of the most significant pioneers MMA has ever seen. Hoist is pretty much the catalyst for the UFC's popularity in America. He would go seven years unbeaten until his legendary showdown with Kazushi Sakuraba at the Pride Grand Prix 2000 Finals. The man is a living legend. Conry Gracie said all the right things leading up to signing his first professional fight with Bellator back in 2017. His biggest goal was to represent his family and represent jiu-jitsu as best he could in MMA. He wasn't there to do boxing or Muay Thai, but to further evangelize his grandfather's jiu-jitsu, just like his dad did 20-plus years before him. Interestingly, though, the 20-year-old at the time was only a purple belt. I say only, but you know what I mean in contrast to most Gracies in MMA, and had never really competed in grappling tournaments. His stint in Bellator would be a mixed bag. After losing his debut via unanimous decision, he would score back-to-back -back victories, winning via armbar over Oscar Vera in under three minutes at Bellator 225, but following his second loss in the promotion, a KOTKO in November of last year, the young Gracie was let go amongst a whole host of fighters in a mass release of contracts. Being 24, there's still plenty of time for Conry to make his own name. He's yet to have another fight, though, since leaving Bellator. Number 8. And Hibedo. Since she was a kid, Anne Hibedo has been following her dad around the world while he kicked people's asses. And that, of course, made an impression on her. By seven, she was training in jiu-jitsu. And while growing up, she would compete in plenty of other sports, she'd always go back to how exciting MMA was. So at 19, she decided that it was time to not just give MMA a try, but her goal was now to become an all-time great. She's in it to win it for the long haul, and her dad, Bigfoot Silva, has her back the whole way. That's right, the man who stopped Fedor, who competed for the UFC's heavyweight title against Cain Velasquez, who has 19 professional wins, 15 by knockout, had Anne back in 19. 1999, his first daughter, and she's taken to MMA like a Bigfoot to never being captured on film because it doesn't exist. Speaking of the nickname, Hibedo says people have been trying to make Littlefoot stick as her nickname, but luckily it hasn't thus far. Hopefully this video doesn't perpetuate that. The blue belt in jiu-jitsu has been training in all forms of martial arts now for a while and is with American Top Team, so it's not as if she doesn't have some solid folks in her corner and teaching her the game. Thus far, she's been 2-3 and three in her amateur career, but at 22 years old, she's just starting MMA. There's no telling where her skills end up by the time she goes pro. It sounds like she's certainly committed to it, though. It'll be interesting to see how her career develops develops. Number 7. Shudo Watanabe for Shudo Watanabe, there was pretty much a 0% chance he wasn't going to end up fighting people in a cage or ring for money. His parents, both professional fighters, his father, the first ever Shudo lightweight champion, Yuichi Watanabe, he competed for the promotion for the entirety of his pro career from 1989 to 1992. His brother and girlfriend, guess what they are? They're professional fighters. Do you know what Shudo means? It means to fight. The dude's name is literally Fight. By the way, his dad's pro wrestling persona was called Super Rider, and that is just awesome. As if all these ties to MMA weren't enough, young 
young Shudo didn't even really have a chance to not compete. His parents began training him in various martial arts at a young age. As he put it, he was forced to practice every day and just wanted to play with his friends. Well, you know, sometimes when parents see that someone has a gift for something, they want to encourage it, so maybe things weren't as harsh as they sound. No. His parents said he didn't have any natural ability at all, but through endless practice, he's been able to become a competent fighter. All right, then. Over time, Watanabe did become an MMA fighter, and now he says, quote, fighting is the only thing I really enjoy. I can't imagine why that happened. All jokes aside, Shudo made his Ryzen debut in 2020 after a long road to the big time starting in 2012. He got a massive fight for the opening round of the 2021 Bantamweight Grand Prix at Ryzen 28 against Kai Asakura. Unfortunately, though, he would come up short, but his career in the promotion rolls on with another fight coming up shortly. Number six, Bella Mir. When your dad is Frank Mir, there's a good chance that you're going to take interest in MMA. It's not like the former UFC heavyweight champion was kicking ass for a few years, then called it quits. He started in 2001 and last competed in Bellator in 2019, a win against Roy Nelson. He just had a boxing match in April, so it's safe to say that 18-year-old Bella Mir spent a lifetime around fighting. But it wasn't her dad that really inspired her to take up combat sports, it was actually seeing Ronda Rousey's dominance. Although Mir, who made her pro debut in 2020, said she does intend to do everything her dad did and more. Alright, talk about ambition. Bella is now 2-0. She scored her second win in just two minutes with a rear naked choke in Icon Fighting Federation. She's been preparing for this for a while, skipping an Ami career. Instead, Mir has been training with her father and spent high school as a standout wrestler at Bishop Gorman, home of the Fertitas and briefly Dana White. Frank has been cornering his undefeated daughter, as she did late in his career, and given her name recognition, her background, and what would appear to be some serious grappling skills, there's a good chance we see Lady Mir taking up a spotlight in the sport in the very near future. She signed with Front Row Management, one of the biggest managing teams in the sport, so you can bet she's going to be on the radar of some larger promotions. Everything about this sounds like she's being primed for stardom. Hey, Brock Lesnar's daughter Maya is a star athlete as well. Let's hope she makes the transition to MMA like her dad, and we finally get Mir Lesnar 3. Number 5. Kevin Ferguson Jr. Baby Slice, do 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 do. I'll stop. Kevin Ferguson Jr., aka Baby Slice, aka the eldest son of the legendary Kimbo Slice, grew up pretty aware of what his dad did. He's 29 years old now, so he was about 10 or 11 when his father became an internet icon. I'm sure the kids at school were like, hey, look at this video of your dad KOing a guy in a boatyard. And through his teen years, Kimbo would become a major name in the mixed martial arts world. He trained with his father young, but wasn't a fan of the whole getting beat up thing. As time went on, though, he would become more passionate about the sport, and after a high school wrestling career, Ferguson would study photography and in San Francisco before moving to Connecticut where he would begin training in mixed martial arts at plus one defense. Following a single amateur bout, Baby Slice was signed with Bellator MMA. Only weeks later, his father would tragically pass. He himself still on Bellator's roster and scheduled for a fight that summer. By winter, despite the loss, Ferguson would make an emotional pro debut against Aaron Hamilton and come up short, losing via submission in the second round. Since then, he's gone on to have mixed results in the promotion, thus far 3-3-1, but with less than 10 pro fights under his belt and a promotion like Bellator who would love nothing more than for him to become a star, he's still very much in the early phases of what could be an exciting and promising career. Number 4. Ryan Couture Okay, imagine this. You finally signed with the biggest promotion in combat sports. It's been your dream. You've even said the words, anybody who's ever laced up gloves, they want to compete in the UFC. You sign with the promotion, you're getting ready for your first fight, and then your dad gets banned for life from the UFC because he decided to do Fight Masters on Spike TV. Yep, you're Ryan Couture, and how fucking awkward must that have been? So in case you haven't put it together yet, Randy Couture is Ryan's dad, UFC Hall of Famer, and now promotional pariah to this very day. The single season of Fight Master, Bellator's attempt at a 
Tough Like Reality Show aired eight years ago. It's almost been a decade, and this beef will likely never be squashed. Right around that time, Randy's son Ryan made his way to the UFC. After being a standout wrestler like his pop in high school, Couture would head to college and get a degree in mathematics. Look at the big brains on Ryan. Before starting an amateur MMA career in 2009, he would go pro in Strike Force and win six of seven fights in the promotion, even defeating former Elite XC lightweight champion KJ Noons. Then, after signing with the UFC, this whole debacle with his dad goes down. Randy skipped the last date he had doing commentary for the promotion, and then shortly thereafter signed the deal with Spike TV. White said in interviews that he talked to Ryan and told him that if he wants to leave, he can and that he would understand, but his dad would never be able to corner him in the UFC or even buy a ticket. The younger Couture decided to tough out the odd spot for his dream, but lost two straight before being released later that year. He would eventually make his way to Bellator, his last fight in 2018. Ryan says he's likely retired and plans on taking over as CEO of Extreme Couture after his father steps down. Number three, Crone Gracie. As I mentioned, walking in the shadow of Hoist Gracie had to be tough, but I would argue it's just as difficult to be the son of Hickson. I mean, on a list of legendary Gracie family members, he's certainly near the top. While his <clears throat> recorded MMA career was a brief 11 bouts undefeated, the undocumented portion of it is somewhere from 0 to 400 plus fights, and the legendary Hickson is essentially the reason Pride exists. The documentary Choke, chronicling his incredible Valley Tudo Japan 1995 tournament victory, inspired countless fighters to get into MMA. And he does the cool breathing thing. Hickson is a bonafide legend, and so all eyes were on his son Crone as he made his way from being a world-class jiu-jitsu player with ADCC gold to a mixed martial artist in 2014. Things started off fantastically in Japan, the same place his father was so beloved, with Gracie winning four bouts in a row, three of them in Ryzen, all via submission before signing with the UFC. He made his debut against Bruce Leroy Alex Caceres on a big ESPN main card bout in 2019. He would steal the glow and sub Leroy in the first round, earning a performance bonus before taking on Cub Swanson that October and having a banger that he would come up short in, but earned a fight of the night. And as of right now, that's it so far. He's still with the promotion, but you know, pandemic and all that. No word at the moment when we'll see him in the octagon again. Number two, Ray Cooper III. I want you to picture your dad. Now picture your dad beating up former Strikeforce middleweight champion Jake Shields when you're nine years old. Then imagine Jake coming back two years later to submit him via rear naked choke. Now imagine yourself 14 years after that avenging your father twice. Is this some insane fantasy life of a person who for some reason hates Jake Shields? No, it's the real life of Ray Cooper III. RC3's dad Ray Jr. fought professionally from 1997 to 2008, the majority of it on the Hawaiian regional scene, but he did occasionally head to Japan to compete in Shudo. His most notable wins are Shields and Hermes Franca, but he did fight the likes of Dennis Hallman and Frank Trigg as well. Ray 3, he too would come up in the Hawaiian regional scene before signing with the PFL in 2018 and scoring a massive upset in his debut by defeating Shields with a second round KOTKO, leading to a rematch later that season with the same outcome, only this time in the first round. Ray would come up short in the PFL tournament final that year against Magomed Magomed Karimov, but won the 2019 and 2021 seasons, defeating both Rory McDonald and Magomed to earn that second millie. In short, the Cooper family is something to fuck with, even if you're Jake Shields. This has to be the only time that's ever happened in MMA history. A father-son duo fighting the same opponent a decade and a half apart. Something straight out of a movie. This sport is insane. Number one, AJ McKee. Without question, the most successful second-generation fighter on our list is AJ McKee. He is the current Bellator featherweight champion after defeating Patricio Pitbull in the finale of the division's Grand Prix tournament over the summer at Bellator 263. He has the most consecutive wins in the promotion's history with 18. He's tied for the most stoppages in Bellator history. The dude is a superstar, and many fans think potentially the best featherweight in the world today. Can you see me now, Alexander Volkanovsky? But he didn't get there alone. It's a family affair at Body Shop Fitness in Lakewood, California, where AJ trains with and is coached 
coached by his dad, Antonio McKee, who most recently fought at Bellator 228 in 2019, despite being nearly 50 and having started his career all the way back in 1999. That's when The Matrix came out, kids. AJ2 was on that card, and they both won. Antonio scored a second-round TKO. It was his first bout since 2014. The elder McKee has spent time just about everywhere in MMA. He competed in the King of the Cage, WFA. He lost to Ray Cooper back in 2001, the dad from our last entry. Most notably, he would win the MFC Lightweight Championship, a Canadian title, and compete once in the UFC, losing to Jacob Volkman at UFC 125. He also fought Shinya Aoki in Dream and did a show for World Series of Fighting. The man has seen a few fights in his day. AJ went Amy in 2012, signed with Bellator for his pro debut in 2015, and hasn't looked back since. The family that knocks people unconscious together stays together, as the saying goes. A big ol' shout-out to my dude Luke Taylor for editing this video together. You can find him and his awesome digital art on Twitter at CoolToMe underscore. A big, big thank you to Ben Rosette, who provided that sweet tune you heard in the intro. Check out his music by clicking the link in the description and go give him a follow on his Instagram and Twitter page at Ben Rosette. All right, that's all I got for you. Thanks for watching. Please like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.